Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. Astrocartography, or ACG, is defined as one of several methods of locational astrology, which identifies varying life conditions through differences in location. This niche form of astrology essentially takes your natal chart and puts it on a world map. ACG was founded and trademarked by astrologer Jim Lewis in the 70s. Lewis began to notice a distinct geographical connection between one's actions and information in their birth chart. He studied political figures and tracked their involvement in international relations using their astrocartography maps to predict which countries would interact and the outcomes. His accuracy was so profound that it prompted him to develop his own method, combining mapping coordinates, planet location, and even psychology. While Lewis's method of astrocartography is profound, locational Astrology has actually been used by many civilizations long ago. In fact, earlier forms of locational astrocartography, also called astrogeography, dates back to early Mesopotamia, where there have been correlations made between cardinal points and zodiac signs established for weather forecasting, calendar keeping, and prophecy purposes. Many ancient civilizations built their pyramids or temples with regards to astrogeographical coordinates to carry out specific intent and purpose. Not only are these sites breathtaking, but many also offer sensational spectacles accentuating their mysticism and magic. At the Pyramid of Kukul Khan, for example, twice a year on the equinox days, one can witness the sun's movement which gives the illusion of the Mayan-feathered serpent deity's appearance descending down the stairs of the pyramid. This pyramid is said to be located in the constellation of the earth sign Virgo and the air sign Aquarius. Virgo, which represents the functional purpose of the temple, food storage, ritual worship, securing resources to name a few, and Aquarius representing the connecting of earth and sky, a ritual place of worship under open sky. The Golden Temple, located in the middle of Nectar Lake in Punjab, India, is situated in the royal sign of Leo, which is also the sign of the sun, light, sexuality, and gold, which explains why it is covered in gold foil. It is also at the sign of Virgo, which stands for reason, yoga culture, health, self-healing, and herbal medicine. Virgo is considered the most important astrological corresponding sign of the Hindu culture of India, Hence, its position indicates the Sikh religion is deeply rooted in Hinduism and yoga culture. The Greenpeace headquarters in Amsterdam, although many astrologers thought would be positioned in the sign of Aquarius, the indicator of protest, rebellion, and revolution, is actually positioned instead in the practical air sign of Gemini, which is a sign of technology, intelligence, curiosity, communication, and information, and in the earth sign Virgo, representing health, medicine, reason, protection of nature, plants, and agriculture. Then we come to one of my favorites, the Great Pyramid of Giza. At the position of the center of the pyramid, both coordinates are in Leo, which is magnetic and lively and represents monarchy and royalty. These attributes are fitting for its purpose of being a powerful impact on the fame, magnificence, and vigorous leadership of the dynasty of the pharaohs. Some other noteworthy discoveries around the Great Pyramid of Giza also include two mysterious shafts which extend from the king's chamber into the pyramid walls. Although some have claimed these to be air shafts, others argue why oxygen would be needed for the dead. Some researchers instead have regarded these shafts as pathways to the stars and the heavens. Last year in 2020, Leeds University finally got a small robot into the shaft to determine its purpose once and for all. The robot successfully made it through 200 feet of one shaft, collecting nine hours of footage. At the end of the tiny tunnel was a small chamber with elaborate symbols drawn on the floor. Robotics professor at Leeds said it's rather unlikely that the shaft's purpose was that of acting as an air vent and instead had a far greater purpose. And much like most of the mysticism at our feet, 
it still remains an unsolved mystery. Just as a particular location can give purpose, energy, and life to a structure, a temple, a pyramid, a business business even, so too can it do the same for you as a spiritual being living a physical experience. Astrocartography, by using your birth information, date, time, and location, can calculate where the planets were when you were born. Once you have your map, you can discover how each location may or may not affect you. This map consists of lines, each representing the planets. The sun line, for instance, is all about you, yourself, identity, and ego. When under this line, this is where you will feel the most comfortable being yourself. Ultimately, astrocartography proves some locations to be much better for us than others. Of course, not all of us can travel to all of these places we astrologically should. So astrocartographers instead recommend bringing the culture or energy of the place you may be known to thrive in to you. Indulge in the music, language, arts, and even the cuisine of that place which most suits you until you can physically go there. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having astrologer and astrocartographer Robert Curry on my show. Robert will share his wisdom on astrocartography and how it can help us in many ways. Plus, he will share some insights on our current president and what we can expect based on his astrocartography map and more. So stick around for this fun show. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. 
in this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery drawing from their own experiences Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all so they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity but in an effort to make spiritual sense they hope by offering you the listener a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all so join them as they go beyond the veil Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having astrologer and astrocartographer Robert Curry on my show. Hey, Robert, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Sakura. <laughs> and where are you joining us from? I'm in the Isle of Man. In the British Isles. Wonderful. So somewhere between <laughs> Ireland, Scotland, and England and Wales. So much Viking and Celtic heritage there. You're right. You're <laughs> Definitely right. on my bucket list. What was that? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's beautiful here. Yeah. And there are a lot of bikers come over. <laughs> so how long have you been an astrocartographer? Yeah, I, uh, for 35 years now. I've uh, been an astrologer for 40 years, but five years in, I got into astrocartography. And how did you end up going into that? Well, I saw a lecture by Jim Lewis. He came to London and did a presentation, and I was I was spellbound. I really was. And I um, started doing maps and testing it out, uh, as I do, and uh, it went very well, and I introduced it to my consultancy. Okay. And, yeah. Were you ever and a skeptic of it yeah. or astrology itself? I, Were you ever a skeptic I, of it? Yes, I I was actually. I started, I, I did a degree in psychology and we were taught a little bit of Jung, but not very much about astrology. And, uh, but what we would, what we learned was quite negative. And uh, so I was quite negative and I thought I would disprove it. I actually thought I'd write a book disproving astrology, <laughs> but in the process, I decided I couldn't do it. <laughs> And uh, maybe it was something that could help people. Mm, so there was too much evidence to convince you. There was. It's when you do charts, not just for yourself, but you do family, you do friends. And when it's very consistent and then you do it for people, you know, uh, as I say, you do it for someone who you don't know um, and it works very well. Then you start to think there must be something. There. Yeah. So having met Jim Lewis and also you studied under him, is that correct? That's correct. I, I went into the course over in um, in New Jersey, actually, and uh, he also agreed that we could produce his maps. He designed these astrocartography world maps, and we are the main world licensee for them. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and so we, we, you know, that's two sides to what we do because I do the consultancy and and the maps as well. Okay, and there's a story behind his car with Jim Lewis as to how he got into astrocartography. Is that correct? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> right because uh, yeah, he. Um, <laughs> He, he wondered, he used to, he lived in San Francisco and he used to drive out to uh, uh, Lake Tahoe area and his car broke down uh, at a certain point several times. It overheated and um, so he wondered what it was and then he drew up a little hand-drawn astrophotography map because you couldn't, they were not available, he drew it up. And he found that at the crossing there was Mars and Jupiter, which was quite appropriate for a car overheating because you've got Mars being heat and, and Jupiter being travel. And he thought that maybe, maybe he'll find out, you know, he'd investigate more about this from that point. Oh, wow. And so can I ask you, how does astrocartography differ from astrology? Astrology, uh, well, astrocartography is part of astrology, but astrology is very much about who you are and when the opportunity for various things to unfold can happen. Um, not, not prediction. Now, astrocartography answers the question, where? Where in the world? Where is the best place for me? Um, that can't be answered by uh, natal forecasting astrology. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So one would want to have an astrocartography reading for reasons of finding out the best place to live. What else? Well, you know, it's interesting because I would say the, the answer, the reason to have it is consciousness. Okay. And that is to be conscious of what's going on in your location. But uh, most of my clients are asking me for the best places, sometimes for love or for business or just generally um, in a, you know, say in the United States or around the world. So that's how people tend to use it or, or maybe to see what, you know, where to go on holiday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually it's where to live. Okay. What about romance? Well, that's very popular. And <laughs> um, it's funny because if you get the right line for someone, um, and even if it's not one oriented to romance, and it's not like a, uh, there are some that are very oriented to career, it usually re- relationships follow uh, because that person is really showcasing the best of themselves and is very much more comfortable in themselves in, in, in the optimum location. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So the more conscious they are, the better their relationship is too. And I would um, imagine that's with everything... Another fa- that's yeah. a kind of separate thing, okay. but that is, I think that is true. But I should add, that a lot of people, a lot of even astrologers say, oh, you must go to your Venus line. Venus is relationships and love and you're more attractive there. And that is sort of true. And it, there's some really good examples like John Lennon's uh, Venus line went through Tokyo, where Yoko Ono came from. And Yoko mm-hmm. Ono's Venus line went through Liverpool, where John was born. So there's a great connection like that. Huh. But... It really depends on how Venus is in your birth chart, because if it's a difficult planet, you may not want to live having the difficulties of the Venus happening, and you have much easier relationships in other locations. Okay. So can you explain astrocartography a little further? So how many lines are there? There are 48 planetary lines that we use. Um, yeah. For, and uh, you, the, each planet has four lines, you know, rising, uh, setting, and uh, when it's directly above and directly below. Uh, so it's quite a lot. Okay. And so based on where that line is, too, is whether they're rising or setting is how it affects you, right? That's that's absolutely right. If, if it's uh, directly above, it tends to manifest uh, in your career and your public life. And uh, a very easy example to for everybody to understand astrophotography is to look at the position of the sun. Because sunrise is happening like, you know, for instance, we are uh, just have we're having sunset. We just passed sunset here in the Isle of Man, whereas you are eight hours different. So the sun is high up in the sky. Mm-hmm. And that's really how we work with astrophotography so that uh, we look at all the planets and where they were at those key points around the world. Okay. And then included with that, do you also include Chiron and the nodes? Yeah, we did. Um, Jim, in his original map, just did the sun to Pluto. We consider the sun and moon and Pluto's planets. Um, and then uh, before Jim died, we I suggested we added the node of the moon and Chiron, which we didn't know very much about at the time. And I have found that the Chiron line is works incredibly well with people. The node line is very, very hard to explain to people. It's very complicated. I mean, I kind of understand it, but it's, it, 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 you've got to think in a certain way to understand it. It, it involves karma. It, it is mm-hmm. difficult. Whereas Chiron's more about healing and people generally get it. And it's to do with fragmentation and bringing, uh, it's a zone where you can bring parts of your personality together to be healed. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with Chiron. <laughs> right, so, I'm sure. <laughs> so well, ha- the, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. go ahead. I, mean, I was just going to add with Chiron, uh, you know, people worry, oh, that means that's where my health is not going to be good. And, and it can be because it's quite strict on the Chiron line that you have to have a very good diet. You have to remove hypocrisy. Um, but for some people, they have to do some form of healing in that zone in order to retain their health. And I advise them they actually have to do something. There are so many ways healing comes out and people don't even realize it, but if they do, they tend to be much healthier. That's really fascinating. 
So how far from a line can you be for it to affect you? Now, this is this is a very good question. And um, we normally say 300 miles. OK, but there are different rules, like if there are no other lines around, you could probably extend the distance. You can. I know, I've seen that work. And it also depends. Some lines are stronger, like the sun and the moon lines are going to be stronger than, say, a Chiron line. Um, so there are these kind of factors. And uh, an astrocartographer will, over the years, learn how to work it out. There isn't a very, there isn't a simple formula. Mm-hmm. Okay. And can you have more than one place that allows you to be the best version of yourself? Yes. Uh, usually, uh, on a world map, the average, I would probably find there's five optimum or ideal locations for an individual. Now, some people have none. And that sounds, it sounds strange. That sounds but sad. <laughs> well, it sounds sad. I tell you, about it, it's, a very, it's an interesting thing to me because it's um, what happens is some natal charts are highly, highly stimulated. Some people might call it stressful, but it's stimulated. Like all the planets are challenging each other. Mm. And they are better not to be on lines. Because if you go to a line, you increase the stimulation and you increase the stress. When they're off lines, they find that events are much more internal. Whereas when they're on a line, they have these external events and they're fighting the whole time. So it's quite a relief. But for other people, for most people who probably have about five different planetary types of lines that work well, they will eventually get bored off lines. You know, be happy, it's neutral, it's relaxing, but over time there's boredom. So if a person doesn't live anywhere that that they match any of their lines, would you recommend they move? (laughs) Well, I think the thing is, if you, like I say, it's consciousness. So if you are on a difficult line or not on a line, you, you, you need to just adapt and understand it. Now, sometimes if it's not working for you, if relationships are extremely difficult or business is very difficult, then you might question whether it, uh, whether it is the astrocartography, and that's a time to consider moving. Um, but also, you know, I, 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 you know, people can work within the parameters of, of what they've got uh, in the location, and, and understanding that helps because mm-hmm. you know that a certain energy is being emphasized and um you know for example um someone could be on a venus line which can make someone a little bit vain and if they know this um they can be aware of it and adapt around it right okay well thanks for explaining that well with that we're gonna have to take a quick break but stay tuned for the weekly skinny up next On this Weekly Skinny, in a recent article published by Dan Matola with the company Allen, ranked the best and worst states for youthful skin. They ranked each state by air quality because pollution is a huge contributing factor to aging skin. This was weighted the heaviest and ranking at 60%. Stress, because not only does stress weaken the immune system by allowing in more microorganisms to attack, but it also can cause those deep worry lines, acne, and other chronic skin conditions, which contribute to aging as well. Stress was weighted at 20% for the study. Sleep, beauty sleep, is a real thing, and it is when our skin regenerates and repairs itself. Sleep was weighted at 15%. And humidity, because states with higher humidity tend to keep our skin more moist and helps us to drink more water. This ranking data was only weighted at 5%. The 10 worst states to live in for youthful skin were as follows. Number one, Tennessee, which ranked high in all four categories. Number two, Georgia, which is the second worst in air quality in the U.S. Number three, Utah. While Utah has been ranked with the least amount of stressed and sleep-deprived people, it didn't fare so well with pollution. Number four, Delaware, which is actually the 11th worst state for air pollution in the states. Number five, Alabama, which ranked third on stressed people in the country. Number six, Kentucky, lots of sleep-deprived and stressed people. Number seven, Maryland. This state has the seventh worst air pollution in the nation. Number eight, Indiana, which is the fifth and worst air quality and the 19th worst in stress in the U.S. Number nine, Oklahoma, which is the third worst air quality in the U.S. And number 10 is West Virginia. 
This coal mining state is the third worst for both sleep and air quality in the U.S. On the flip side, the 10 best states for youthful skin are number one, North Dakota, which is ranked sixth in the best air quality in the U.S. and the most well-rested people. Number two, Oregon, which is the fourth most relaxed and fourth most rested state in the U.S. Number three, Alaska, which is the second best in air quality in America and the third highest in humidity. Number four, Idaho. This state ranks fifth in sleep and also has high humidity. Number five, Washington, which is the third best state for air quality in the U.S. Number six, Nebraska, which coincidentally is ranked sixth in stress, air quality, and sleep. Number seven, Iowa, with about 82% humidity, third lowest stress levels, and eighth best in air quality. Number eight, Maine, which ranks fifth in air quality and fourth for humidity. Number nine, New Hampshire. It is the second most humid state, seventh least stressed state, and at the 11th best for air quality. And number 10, Hawaii, which has the cleanest air in all of the country. Of course, one of the biggest contributing factors for aging the skin and doing so prematurely is sun exposure. So no matter what state you live in, sun protection, limiting sun exposure, staying clear of tanning beds is extremely important. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com. Or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having astrologer and astrocartographer Robert Curry on my show. So, Robert, before the break, you were sharing about if someone doesn't live on any of their lines or maybe not living in the best place, maybe a place that's more challenging. Could that also be part of their karma that they're living out? I think it is. It's an interesting thing because quite often parents ask for, you know, they're having problems with the child. They want the best place for the child. And then I wonder if the child is in that place for a reason. And really, one wants the best place for the parents because they're earning the money. Um, and, you know, they need to be adjusted, well adjusted to be able to bring the child into the, into the world. But it was but the one thing about karma seems to be the node line. It seems to relate to karma, seems to relate to past lives. Mm. And quite often people on the node line have a familiarity with the place. Sometimes it's literally ancestral. But sometimes it's something they they feel connected. So there is a kind of that is the the most karmic set of lines that we have, um, if you could describe it as karmic. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I... like, yeah, I was going to say you know you you know it's kind of what comes around goes around with the node <laughs> line. You've got to be very careful. There's a lot of things boomeranging back to you um, until you come to terms with it. Sorry. So the node line is the exciting line. <laughs> Lots going on there. Yeah. So can you tell well, me, I, I know I've yes. shared my information with you so you could run yes. my chart. Can you tell yes. me if I live on any major ACG line? Well, 
about just under 200 miles to the east of where you are is your Saturn line. And that is uh, quite interesting because uh, what it says, uh, and you will still feel it even at this distance. So we haven't talked about this before. (laughs) Um, And it says that you have a very uh, strong sense of duty, responsibility. Um, You know, if you say you're going to do something, you do something. It's, it's It's the solidity. But because you have that strong sense of duty that can sometimes take you away from being able to enjoy yourself or pursue other interests. Um, So that is the challenge of this location. Um, And I actually came up with a location that I thought would be um, very good for you, but I, but you know, you may say, (laughs) I go, and that is Colorado Springs, and that is on your Pluto line, which for a lot of people, very difficult line. In uh-huh. your case, your Pluto is fabulous, and it is why you are very good in a crisis. Mm-hmm. And that quality comes out when you are on that line. And you may experience crisis, but they're always for, for your benefit. They're, they're like streamlining your life, and you let go of things, that baggage and things from the past. So it's a very cleansing type of uh, experience and things are very real there. So that, that was, you know, what I would say on, on, on the optimum line. That's really fascinating because yes, that you pegged me. I am all work and hardly any play. (laughs) And then also what's interesting is I did get accepted to the Air Force Academy out of high school, which is located in Colorado Springs. So quite fascinating that I was um, bound to go there and just kind of took a detour last minute. So interesting. interesting. Wow. So can you tell me about natural disasters like earthquakes and and all of that? Can you see that in astrocartography? Well, there's so much to study. Um, I've focused on people. um, And but 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 you are right. I did do a study one time of the um, there was a tsunami uh, way back, oh, it must have been about 15 years ago. And I looked at the time of the tsunami, we had uh, planets crossing almost exactly at the epicenter at the time. And I thought, you know, you couldn't, you can't predict that, but it was, um, it was very interesting. I wrote an article about it. But from that point, I've not gone to, to look at you know, disasters. There's just so much else to study. Yeah, and it's on. quite dismal. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's difficult to see how how much use it can be. Right. But it, you know, if you can't if you can't forecast it, I suppose. Can I ask you though about the coronavirus? Was there anything in China's ACG on that? Uh, none that I know of. I did. Interestingly enough, I I have done um, uh, some mapping of the lineup of the planets, uh, generally Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, which were lined up. And whenever they got close, we had a peak, and there were three waves. Mm-hmm. And I've mapped that out. And I thought I'd, you know, talking to uh, uh, someone I, on the journal, the magazine that I, I'm the editor, and they advised me, the people I work with, to wait until afterwards before before actually publishing yeah yeah so uh but the but but my forecast would be quite good news because the planets are separating but that isn't astrocartography and i wouldn't know quite how we could do it on astrocartography okay now astrocartography can also talk about psychological and practical conditions right based on a place so how does that how does that tie into seattle what would you say about seattle and its psychological and practical conditions well, it is interesting. I had a quick look at, I think it would be a fa- the foundation of Seattle. And I, I worked it out to be a Scorpio. And the planets Saturn and Uranus are together at the bottom of the chart. And I have been to Seattle, but I don't know it very well. Uh, but I did love it when I went there. And what, it, what I'm saying is Saturn is the old and the traditional, and Uranus is the new. Hmm. So... And, and when they're together, they're to do with technology, which I do know is a big thing yes. in Seattle. <laughs> Very fitting. Um, but it is, and um, but it is mixing 
the old and the established with the new and the modern. And this must be, this is the foundation of Seattle. That's, those are the two lines that, that were mm-hmm. right over the, the strongest in the city at the time it was founded. Yeah, and that is Seattle to a T. <laughs> so let's get in and talk about um, President Biden and his astrocartography map. How does it play into his presidency for the next four years? Well, it is interesting because I've written comments before he was elected. So what I'm going to say hasn't changed. And you may say, well, the events have sort of taken place, but they haven't yet. It's still very early days. But um, I, I look at it from a worldwide perspective. So I will go overseas first. And the first thing is um, quite significant. The Mars line is close to Moscow. Now, Mars in a president's chart is often related to warfare or, and it can be a cold war mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen, but, but, it, but it, it is a conflict or a proxy war as often has happened. Um, but there is, but so I do see it quite a confrontational relationship with, with Russia, mm-hmm. with China. Um, it's very different. You've got uh, Jupiter and Neptune. It's a softer approach. Um, but there may be some deception, which, you know, one might say, well, that's that's predictable. I don't know. But that's really what the astrophotographer says. There may be an element of deception. Um, so it may not be good for the U.S. agribusiness, but it will be um, a very um, a more convivial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but we have to see. Yeah. But in terms of Washington, every president has... Uh, pl- a planet over Washington, or almost every that I've looked at, and usually, and that's perhaps why they're elected, because not everybody has a, pla- a planet there. But and uh, whereas Trump had Mars, which is again is a, a conflict, and uh, in Washington itself, as the first president I've seen with Mars. Um, Interesting. Joe Biden has Saturn and Uranus, and its setting. So what we've got is tricky relationships, mm-hmm. i.e. with Congress, uh, I imagine, but tricky partnerships, unusual partnerships. He's always partnered with the outsider um, because this, the setting point to do with partnership and Uranus is someone who's different. So he partnered with Obama, he partnered with Kamala uh, Harris. And the, so that's part of uh, his experience in Washington. But now also he's got to deal with Congress. Now, he has... Uh, in his natal chart, he has Neptune, which is compassion, in a very, very nice position in relation to this. So it may be very tricky, but he has, he will will use humor, he will use compassion, he will use empathy to get to connect with people. Hmm. And I'm an optimist and I, you know, (laughs) I I would love to see everybody working together. um, Yes. You know, with any sides I just want people to work together and uh, because I think that would be the best for everybody yeah so I, you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm positive <laughs> that's great we are too we're trying to be um yeah. so what did the lines through DC bring for some of our other presidents like Nixon for example well Nixon is a really great example because he had Neptune now I mentioned Neptune and deception and it, Neptune is a wonderful planet um but it also has a dark side. Every planet does. And the dark side of Neptune is, is as I say, um, deception, um, illusion, um, and a scandal as well when it's in the position it was when he was, when he was born. So uh, that was the way with, uh, with, um, uh, with Nixon. Mm-hmm. But then we have, I mean, Carter was also, he had Saturn rising, and Saturn can be a block. And he had, he aged a lot during his presidency and he was very much blocked by Congress. Um, we had, let's um, Clinton uh, had Jupiter rising. He, one of the things he did was he put on weight, um, which can happen. And he also, uh, he had a lot of legal issues yes, during his presidency. <laughs> um, and he was considered very lucky to come back here. And he, he you know, uh, that was part of it. Um, 
Wow. Uh, yeah, George H. Bush had Mars setting, and that was uh, he. He went to the um, uh, the first uh, Middle East war and Iraq war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just a lot of cases. Uh, Obama had the moon in Germany, and the moon is about family, and I think he wanted to make the people he worked with like family. So he had people from both sides of the house. And, um, both you know both parties to try and get a unified thing but it was difficult it is a difficult planet in his natal chart so um you know the moon in Germany is quite um analyzed more analytical very much thinking reaction to emotions so why can't we get on why can't we all get on (laughs) exactly but wow how how fascinating how how accurate ACG is I, I, I found it really interesting, uh, really interesting. And, and, you know, just for the last uh, 15 presidents, there's a theme that's very clear. Um, yeah. yeah well, well, I'm going to get back into that, but we're going to take another break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com. Or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us, today I have the great pleasure of having astrologer and astrocartographer Robert Curry on my show. So, Robert, did you use astrocartography to help move you to where you live now? You know, I didn't know if I did. I was aware that this is my sun midheaven line, which is a generally a pretty good line. But for me, it's not a perfect line. Um, but I had family connection, I had family here. So it was a mixture. I guess had it been a really difficult astrocartography location, I might have considered somewhere else. But I'm very happy here. <laughs> And how has your life changed since using astrocartography? Well, I, I suppose um, I met my wife, or we started dating in Chicago on my Venus line. Oh. So that was quite a, quite a big event, really. That's my hometown. Um, <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it, just in lots of, lots of different uh, experiences, like getting on holiday. We, we do a lot of business in Australia. I know exactly what the Lions are doing, and that really helps me. We do business in the U.S. Um, 
and it and it's just the awareness of what to expect in locations. Um, I went out to India. I didn't know whether to go. I was invited to a conference there, and uh, I didn't even know if it was real. It was really extraordinary in Calcutta, and I went out, and I was on a Venus setting, so I knew that had to be quite interesting. And they they gave me a lifetime achievement award, which I was a bit surprised because wow. I and I think it was because I was the oldest of all the astrologers out there. So that's why they get, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I'm just saying the little things that you know you make decisions. Am I going to go to a place or not? Knowing the ACG helped. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important for people to know is to get an ACG reading when they're wanting to travel. So that's really awesome. Yeah. So can I ask you about your journal? I was wondering if you could share more about that, as well as your astrology shop you started. Okay, well, I'll do the shop first. What happened was uh, in 1989, I decided I want to set up a shop in the center of London. It's on a prime location. And we worked out this exact street. We got exact timing. And it was, um, it was, it went they went well, and we bought the next door shop, merged it into a larger shop. And it, today it is still going, even after three lockdowns. I have a manager in there. I don't own it, or I'm not responsible, but he's still, um, you know, we still have a working relationship, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then the journal that I do is called Correlation. And in recent years, I've, you know, astrologers make a lot of claims. And I thought, well, you know, people are skeptical, like, where do you get that from? Well, it's been going for 4,000 years, you know, okay. So I thought I'd started to test these claims with empirical tests, which I uh, started doing 10 years ago. And then this journal, which is the main astrology journal, peer-reviewed journal, scientific. And uh, they invited me to be editor. And uh, that's what I'm doing now. And I'm getting a lot of astrologers and people just interested in research, producing interesting papers. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But unfortunately, astrophotography is very difficult to test. Um, it's just the nature of it. So I can't combine the two. And what, what do you mean it's just difficult to test? Well, you can test, you see, you can test, like if you get, um, a, you know, 100 people, um, say, for instance, who get married, 100 couples, you can you can measure that and then you get a control group and you can see what happens and whether they have the same connections with astrocartography, Every situation is unique. Like the American presidents, each one is unique and they have a unique set of circumstances. We can't do what's known as a control group where we're doing a neutral false American presidents to compare it with. And that's, it's the uniqueness of astrocartography. Every map is unique to the individual. Mm. And that makes testing very difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are some unexplored areas of study in which you think astrocartography could lend a lot of support and maybe discovery? Well, yeah, I I mean, I I was thinking like um, quite often they have peace talks around the world for climate change talks, peace talks. um, And I think you could find optimum locations based on the key individual's uh, doing that because quite often I do uh, astrocartography for a couple to find the best place in the world and you kind of look at the best places for each and sometimes there's a bit of compromise and uh, this could be done for major world events for example. So Robert can you share with my listeners how to find you and perhaps book a session? Yes www.astrocartography.uk Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here today. Thank you. (laughs) All right. You're welcome. And thank you to Eric, my lovely producer, KKNW and KBKW, the talk of Grays Harbor, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. Tune in next week for another The Conscious Coaching Hour with my co-host Rory and Brenda as we discuss how to find happiness. And remember to stick around for my Get Hip segment. Stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. On this Get Hip segment, I would like to discuss a recent past life regression session I had with a client. This client was very eager to explore, and this was her very first past life regression session. I did remind her to allow whatever she sees first 
hears, smells, or feels to just come to her and not block it with doubt or hesitancy because it may seem absurd. Also, I reassured her that it may seem like a movie. In one life, she was a rancher who seemed to be a very decent man with good intentions. He died of old age and with respect. That life taught her to treat people with kindness. Another life depicted her as an Amazonian tribal gal who seemed to be the daughter of a ruling king. Her responsibility in the village was to gather roots and herbs for medicinal purposes. She unfortunately died a vengeful death from her jealous brother. It became apparent that one of her brothers from this life was also a brother in the past life. Forgiveness was given to that brother. As forgiveness came in, so did someone who had passed from her current lifetime. A name presented itself to me and I asked her if it was indeed one of her deceased relatives. She said yes, it was her mother. Turns out her mother wanted forgiveness in this lifetime. She wanted it so that she could pass on. Of course, the client asked why there was friction between her mother and her and the word jealousy came forward, to which my client confirmed made a lot of sense. She was able to forgive her mother and remove those blocks for both herself and her mother on the other side. Although this client did come in for past life regression, she did preface our first meeting with the fact that her family has moved on and left her, and she didn't want to explore that, but felt PLR was more important. Turns out her transitioned loved ones felt otherwise, and she got to explore both in this session. If you would like to explore a past life regression, or want to try to connect with your transition loved ones, then email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. URAskinandmind.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com.